0: Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. We started out on foot, which gives us a fighting chance. Through the fire and smoke, a figure emerges. It's. What did he tell them?
1: Helen Helen McGill is back.
0: Jimmy, whatever happens in there, I'm with you.
1: They dangle these things in front of you, they tell you you got a chance, but it's a lie. Because they'd already made up their mind. So all that's left is for us to hear your prepared statements.
0: You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. They call Saul. Tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran. So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blink and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, just a scrawl. You better call Saul. It's a brand new episode of Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It's Anthony and Glenn talking the season four finale of Better Call Saul. And uh, a lot happened in this episode, which is not par for the course with uh, these Vince Gilligan uh, season finales. In fact, he's kind of more well-known for doing a big episode before the finale, and then the finale is sort of just like the, the fallout of the big event, but, uh, no, it kind of did some, some big goings on in this episode. Uh, the ratings, by the way, were up for this season finale. I mean, they weren't great. Uh, I don't think they're, I don't think they've done 2 million viewers this whole season, but, uh, they, they went back up. It's still, it's still a point of contention for me, Glenn, that not enough people are watching this show. More people should watch this, but yeah, they should. And I, I think it's clear that this is not going to get the Breaking Bad bump uh, that Breaking Bad had. Uh, if you're unaware, um, and, and my memory's a little fuzzy on this, Glenn, but what wasn't it before season four? I I, I thought it was. Yeah, it was.
1: It was about four. It would. I would say four is probably around the time that. It's like Uh, something because that's when Netflix. It was whenever the first three seasons were on Netflix. I mean, that was like it just took off. That's where it really became a show. Became the internet show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Like it. Yeah. It. And this is on Netflix too, I believe, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. And it's. I don't think I don't think we're gonna get the same effect.
1: I think the problem is I know a lot of people who just aren't wanting to watch it because they're just like,
0: "Yeah, Breaking Bad
1: was so good, and I don't want to, you know, be tainted." I'm like, "Well, it's 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 different." I don't. They didn't really market it so well. I think the first go around, mm-hmm. but it's just like, yeah, just watch it. It's not. It's not Breaking Bad. It's its own thing. I mean, it's kind of becoming it, but it's becoming like the best parts of
0: Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Especially in this episode we got. But, I mean, it's, yeah, this won't taint your experience for Breaking Bad. If anything, it will enhance it. Uh, yeah. In ways that you wouldn't expect, like, I mean, I, you know, when they first announced this show, I didn't know how interested I really was going to be in a Saul off show. But I'm so glad they did it. And I'm so glad I want, like, it's a character that I, you know, it's like, you know, I guess it would be interesting to know a little bit more about him, but I had no idea how much I would really enjoy the backstory. Yeah. Uh, And they've done a tremendous, I mean, and the fact that they've brought in, they've basically got, the show is in two halves. You've got the story about Saul and then you've got all of the stuff that is sort of like building the ground for Breaking Bad with... Uh, Mike and Fring and uh, the Salamancas and all of this other stuff that's uh, also happening and every now and again the two halves will kind of cross paths a little bit but they're doing a very good job of telling his backstory and also telling uh, kind of the backstory of getting to Breaking Bad and amazingly enough uh, you know like we watch Breaking Bad, and we and just, it's such a good balance too. It's an it's a great balance, and they do stuff. It's done so well. Like you'd see Gale's lab in Breaking Bad, and if somebody's like, "You ever want to know the backstory of how Gale's lab was built?" You'd be like, "No, who gives a shit?" But they've shown it to you here, and it's a, actually a really great story. So. <laughs>
1: Because he wouldn't really think about, like, the logistics of it. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, he had to have. You know, he was determined
0: to make this work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's talk about it. It's uh, season four, episode ten. It's called Winner. Uh, we begin with flashbacks to the day that Jimmy becomes an attorney. Chuck and Jimmy are celebrating at a karaoke bar, and Chuck feigns enthusiasm, but ultimately he gets chuck like up on stage with him to sing with him and then chuck sort of steals the spotlight from jimmy uh kim helps jimmy's appeal by arranging public displays that demonstrate his grief for his brother jimmy participates in interviewing candidates for chuck's scholarship and connects with one of the students whose past includes shoplifting after which, he tells her that the other panel members weren't going to select her, and he counsels her that the rich and powerful will never get past her mistake, so she should do whatever is necessary to get ahead. At his appeal, Jimmy plans on using the last letter Chuck wrote him as part of his argument, but decides to instead speak from the heart, or seemingly so, uh, about his brother. Jimmy's appeal succeeds, but his declaration uh, that he has done, uh, uh, but his declaration that he's done practicing under his own name, stuns Kim. Meanwhile, Lalo surveils Gus's drug operation and learns about its day-to-day activities. Werner, who uh, whose successful escape uh, led to him planning a rendezvous with his wife. Uh, And also, he inadvertently reveals some details of his lab construction over the phone to Lalo, who pretends to be working for Gustavo Fring, uh, before Mike tracks down Werner. Werner calls his wife and eventually convinces her to go home, and then Mike has to do his duty with poor Werner. Shoots him in the head. Uh, Obviously for screwing up one too many times. Uh, And also, Gus shows Gail the nearly completed lab which was built according to gale's design uh so glenn a lot to unpack what did you think of the season 4 finale also you may be on mute
1: i was in fact on mute totally on mute okay uh, so what
0: did you think of the uh <laughs> season what did you ew, think of the season
1: 4 finale it it wasn't my favorite episode mm-hmm
0: But I would say it's the best episode. Okay, so you're saying, like, not sentiment... Like, for, like, sentimentality reasons, it's not your favorite.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just... uh, There's nothing as great as, like, he'll be in Santa Claus. Like, (laughs) there's not not the big aha. I mean, there's definitely big moments in it, but, like, we... You know, I kind of made a little group chat named after the show, and we were in it, uh, where it was just... It's the perfect summary of every single character. Yep. Everyone. I mean, even people who aren't in the show anymore. I mean, like, it summarized Howard, uh, it summarized Charles, you know, to a certain extent in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, that he really actually cared for Jimmy, and, you know, yeah, his pride could get in his way sometimes, but, like, unlike what we find out at the end of the episode, I mean, he really did care for Jimmy, whereas Jimmy just People are just pawns, man. They're marks, mm. and it. it I, I don't. I do think he cares for Kim because he's done too many things at this point for Kim. Absolutely, you know. Um, but it is, you know, you are putting her shoes as the audience at the end, and it just makes you question anything. Like, is there a moment of sincerity that that I've ever had with this man? Absolutely, you know, yes. and that's a really terrifying sad thought to have, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, going with Gus, like, certain things that Gus wants done, I mean, the whole, you know, wanting, not wanting, but he's going to kill Werner, and pretty much Mike just says, like, just let me do the honor of it, because it'd probably be a lot easier be, you know, let more gracious, you know, I'm sure with Gus, it, it'd be a pretty brutal murder, but we've seen how he's killed people in the show, and it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, very blunt and effective. Yes. Uh, even his story about the Cody. Yes. Uh But, you know, and then with Mike, you know, it's yeah, Mike's this dark character who wants to get the job done, but you can see that and you see a little bit of Breaking Bad. Like, it does weigh on him um, the decisions that he has to make, but he's just doing it because he's really, is, unlike Walter, he is doing it to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just very good at it. And as long as things are going smoothly and people aren't stupid, like, it's pretty good as long as you stay in line. But just like with Gus, the moment you get out of line and you aren't an image of what you want, you get problems. And there's collateral with it. You know, that whole scene with Werner was so good. And it was beautiful, too. I mean, just uh, oh, I mean the, shot, the silhouettes.
0: The shot where he kills him, yeah, is yeah. beautifully framed. Yeah, I, uh, uh, to me uh my piece de resistance for this episode is i my favorite thing in this whole thing was the uh the whole uh charles McGill scholarship fund all of that every mm-hmm. all of the connecting scenes there were i i thought that was uh tremendous uh, and him talking to that girl yeah i mean even the speech where because they're reading off the votes and there's this one girl who only gets one vote. And Jimmy says, you know, that that was me. And he explains why. And, you know, she's like, her, her grades are good. They're not the best, but they're good. And she did get busted for shoplifting a couple of years ago. Uh, but he makes a, a very valid argument that somebody who's made mistakes and has learned from them might be better suited for a job in an industry where you have to defend people who have made mistakes. Some of them obviously grave and they need to, to pay for them and learn from them, but others are smaller. Like, he's he's saying that she might have a special insight that others would lack. And it's a extremely valid point. And... It's, it's, wrong it's, crowd. Yeah, wrong crowd. And, I mean, this happened when he did the uh, the previous reinstatement thingy, where he feels like he said all the right things, but he was still turned down. And he goes and he tracks this girl down before she has to go home, and he gives her this awesome speech, uh, which is basically him telling her his story. Because it's him, like, what he's telling her is... Uh, Is him. He's made mistakes and he's not perfect. And they, you know, to for him and to those people, uh, you know, they don't see Jimmy. They don't see that girl. They just see Jimmy's mistakes and he'll never be able to come out from underneath them. So you have to just say, screw it. And you're going to do it your way and you're going to show them and you're going to stick it to them. And they get the 35th floor. You're on the 50th. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be looking and they're gonna down hate at him for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He really, you know, and after he tells the girl, this, he goes to get in his car to leave and the car won't start. And he just breaks down partly because, I mean, obviously all of his frustrations surrounding his current circumstances, but You know, also... I mean, obviously I think there was a lot of stuff that was leading to it. This is what usually happens when people have a breakdown in their car. It's because things have been bottled up or they... Mm -hmm. He spoke a truth out loud to this girl that he doesn't really say out loud to anybody. And he just said it out loud. Uh, Basically admittance about himself as a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it all kind of finally took a toll. I thought that all of that stuff was... Yeah, I mean, and he's... You know, in his eyes... I mean, and he really is. I mean, he is working as
1: hard as he possibly can. It's just not the way you're supposed to work hard. And that's like, yeah. But he's got to do it this way because it's what he's good at. Yeah. Yeah. Not just what he's good at, but it's the only way he can make it because he tried it their way. His brother said he was no good. And we, you know, we said it when it happened. It was pretty much just the F you. I'm going to prove you wrong. Now, he is proving him. Right, you know, in the way that he's going about it by trying to prove him wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's still just, you know, that's always going to be hanging over his head. And not to get too big picture, and I really don't want to turn this into something it's not, but it's kind of like the climate today. You know, everything is out in the open and... You do one little thing, and aren't saying everything is little, but like it's always going to be a part of you. And how much, how can you
0: shake that? Yeah, it's very much the James Gunn situation that happened uh, with him, where he was his mistakes, and uh, as a result, it cost him. I mean, I obviously didn't cost him long term, if people have been following news, but um, you know that is. Uh, I, I thought a. A, a good message that, and the funny thing is, everybody makes mistakes. The people in those rooms with the power, they made mistakes too. They just got lucky enough that nobody noticed what their mistakes were, or maybe their mistakes weren't quite grave enough that it would prevent them from being in a position like this. But oh, their mistakes
1: were accepted because the positions they're in.
0: Yeah, so they may have so, always been in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every so, everybody else they will see. You know, you're just the sum of your uh, your faults. Uh, Which is a good thing of Breaking Bad. You
1: know, the mm-hmm. thing with White is, you know, he was this brilliant chemist, but once he, you know, he always used it as a crutch, but because he was really afraid. But, you know, once he kind of went with Skylar to raise a kid and left that company, it was just a black mark on him. He could never shake it. So what did he become?
0: You know... For a brief time, the most powerful oh. drug lord. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sounds so silly to say out loud, but boy, they made it work. Uh, okay, so I, i'm a I'm a little divided about this thing with uh, Jimmy and Kim that happens in this episode. Uh, yeah, mostly the uh, I'm a little torn about the uh, his his hearing and his statements at the hearing and stuff. So we are led to believe that they have this plan that he's going to read. Instead of having a prepared statement, he's going to read Chuck's letter. And we are led to believe in watching it that he decides a couple sentences in that he doesn't want to do it. That he decides that he wants to, you know, that... This letter wasn't written to be read by anybody other than him, and he wants to keep it between him and his brother and Then we are led to believe that he then just speaks from the heart honest very honestly about um the relationship he had with his brother uh it was bringing you know it was putting smiles on judges' faces, and some of them were even a little teary eyed and Kim was definitely tearing up, and well she's you know, never heard him talk this way, yeah. And he wins his thing. And then Jimmy's like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Like, that totally worked. I wasn't feeling the whole we're going to read. Basically, he was telling her that it was bullshit. It was an act. All a sham. But a a couple of things. Number one, I'm not entirely sure I believe him. I think this is him not wanting to admit that he was vulnerable.
1: having to protect himself.
0: Yeah. So he has so he has to be like, "Oh, yeah, 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 that was that was me acting. I'm pretty good at it, right?" I think it's more like a combination of two. Like he definitely
1: saw an opportunity and seized it. Yeah. But what he said was true. Yes.
0: I'm also a little torn that It's almost like
1: a certain president. Like he'll go off the cuff and say outrageous things. <laughs> but the unfortunate thing is Things that he say or that he says yeah. has truth in it. Just what he says isn't true.
0: <laughs> sure, and uh, so it's kind of how I viewed the whole Jimmy speech. Uh, the other part of it that she feels so betrayed by him faking this. I, I'm a little torn on it too. Like I do sort of understand it because it made her feel things. Yeah, and she thought he was being genuine, but in fairness to Jimmy, they've been fabricating a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like they purposefully, you know, set up several public displays that demonstrate his grief for Chuck. (laughs) They faked those things essentially. I mean, they did real things, but for fake, you know, he stood by Chuck's grave in the hopes that folks would come by on the anniversary of his death. So that he could be like, "Boo hoo hoo hoo! I miss my brother so much." Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have been fudging things a bit, and that she would feel but so. But she's betrayed. always been in on it. Yes, that's true. And I, su- I mean, you know what? You're right. That's not a bad point. Uh, that she was left out of the loop on 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 this, and maybe. But
1: we've seen it in the show too. I mean, throughout this season, when they scheme. She's the one who makes it personal. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. Now, he may be doing it because of a personal vendetta, but he, in the moment, like, actually act of, you know, it's... really detached from it, yeah. Once he's done, he's good. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, those kids and that terrifying piñata sequence in the warehouse. Like, uh, like, I really believe it was just bygones be bygones, that's it. You know, like, Mm -hmm. where he had his thing, he's done. That's where him and Mike kind of have their... Uh, where they kind of cross paths and, and overlap, you know. It's once they get it done, we're good. Yeah. Whereas Kim, you know, she can't help but feel bad. But like every time they do a scheme, like she always kind of second guesses and is tries to make proclamations of like, okay, okay, we did it this time, but. Uh, we'll never do anything like this again. We can only use it for good. And whereas Jimmy's like, no, if, if I if I have this power, this is my gift. Like I'm going to use it yeah.
0: whenever I can. Um, I uh, let's talk about uh Werner. It's all good, man. Oh well, you know what? Like yeah, you knew it was going to happen, but it was just like, yeah, it could end. This could end right now. I will say. That I could see her because in his speech, he is like talking about like, you know, if if you guys make me a lawyer, he's like, look, I'm not going to be a smartest Chuck. I'm not going to be as good of a lawyer as he was. But if you make me a lawyer, I'm going to try and I'm going to do the name of McGill Proud. And, you know, he's like, even if you don't make me a lawyer, then, you know, I'll just be the best person I can be. And then, you know, they like they make him a lawyer. And he's like, okay, great. I'm not going to use the last name McGill. I'm going to practice under a different name. So, like, straight away, he's like, you know, that was bullshit. That was the one thing that was, like, bullshit. Because he has all these potential clients already lined up, but they know him (laughs) under a different name.
1: Isn't that perfect?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: It's such a... This all started because of him selling freaking prepaid phones. um, Yes. Like, it's too perfect. It makes so much sense. But also, if I kind of just told you, be like, that's really goofy. But if, you know, watching it it all unfold, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, of course, this is how it would happen. Perfect sense. Uh, The guy in the tracksuit, of course, he's the one who upgrades to colorful suits with elaborate ties. and (laughs) uh, (laughs) The Constitution plastered all over his walls.
0: (laughs) uh, Let's talk about Werner, because... I gave this man too much credit, Glenn. He is the architect, essentially, yeah. of this uh, this lab, this uh, eventual high-tech meth lab that's being built. Um, although he's not really architecting the lab, he's architecting the, the structure. He's, mm-hmm. I took this man to be smart, very smart. How could you not be to be able to... To construct something. Well, uh, to go
1: back on my political spiel, um, what's the joke about Ben Carson? He's
0: a brilliant dumb person. Is that is that what it is? That what it is? Because I mean, I last week, Glenn, I was certain no man would go to the lengths that Werner went to if he was not trying to escape this situation. Like he knows that uh, the the weight of the guilt of he knows he's doing something shady. He's He knows he's doing something bad and wrong and the stakes are too high and he needs to get out of here. He loves his wife, but his wife is the excuse. I want to go visit my wife and I want to, you know, then I'll come back. But then he never comes back because he just wants to get the hell out of there. That sounded like it made perfect sense. And the lengths that he went to to get out. Turns out he's just a dumbass, Glenn. Well, really, I mean. He really did just want to see his wife.
1: He did. Well, that was the thing. You know, Mike says it to him, like. Oh, Michael, you'll understand. He's like, no, it's not my decision to make. And that was, like, Werner's big flaws because he always saw Mike. So he just, I I mean, he had met Fring, but it's just, Mm -hmm. he knew he wasn't the boss, but he was the one he interacted with that, yeah, you know, Mike was the one who got all this stuff done for him. So I guess he just thought, you know. No, Mike will be the one calling the shots on this, so get me out of this. He's helped us out before. Yeah. And it's just
0: no, no, man. Like And I think it's obvious that he didn't take what I thought were Mike's very obvious hints of the danger of fucking up oh, on a job yeah. like this. And like, clearly what do you think he doing? Did, clearly he did not pick up on these cues. And because why else would he have done what he did if he didn't think like, you know, I'll, I'll get in trouble, yes, but uh you know, Like, as soon as this guy broke out, I'm like, he's dead. They're not going to take him back. He's dead. And lo and behold, it, I mean, and this episode had great Miking in it where Mike detectivized like where he had to go to find this guy and he figured out where he went and, uh, knew that he had a tail on him. Yeah, it was, (laughs) oh God, that was all great. I mean, you know, Lalo tried. R.I.P. Slurpee. (laughs) Well, I mean Lalo really tried, but he's going up against Mike. I mean Mike just like outsmarted him.
1: That's and that was my favorite thing of the whole episode was the Lalo Mike thing because I always hate it in shows and I know why you gotta do it because you gotta fit it in the frame, right? Yep. But it's like, man, they're so damn close to this person. Like, I you would always notice. I don't know if it's just maybe I'm more paranoid, but it's like mm. you would always pick up that there's a car who's a just a car away from you, following you. Yeah. Like, I, I just it's super obvious to me. So the fact that like they really Mike just kind of knew like, okay, something's up, and then that car just swerves out to make sure he's there, and it's like. Oh, dude, you follow, you're following the wrong guy. Yeah, the genius... I thought he was just going to straight up kill him in that parking lot.
0: Yeah, the genius of that situation was that they did tease that, too. Like, Mike pulls into, I don't know if it's like a hospital parking lot or something like that, but it's it's something where you've got to pull a ticket and a gate opens uh, from, like, a little machine. And he goes in, and Lalo follows him in there, and Mike is parked, and he opens his glove box, and there's a gun in there. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, it's about to go down. But I'm a dumbass. (laughs) For some reason, and I keep forgetting that it's Mike we're talking about. And he will kill people if he needs to. He reaches in and he pulls out gum. And then the camera just sits there as he just chews some gum for a little while. (laughs) And then mashes gum together in between the two wrappers. And you're like, what the shit is going on? But then when he pulls up to the gate, then it makes perfect sense. I said something so
1: stupid. Okay. When he did the gum. Yeah. I told, I, I said out loud, I, <laughs> I feel so dumb. I told Robbie, I was like, Robbie, I bet he's making a silencer. <laughs> over oh, the gun? Out of gum and like, wrappers. I thought it was like MacGyver and something. I really
0: did. It just covers like the barrel. With the gum wrapper, I I had no idea it was gonna be something as clever but mundane as what. Yeah, it was super. (laughs) It was super mundane. He just slid the gum wrappers with the gum in it, like into the ticket, into like the ticket receptacle, and it gummed up literally the machine, and the gate wouldn't open. And Lalo ends up being stuck behind this dude. And thank God a lot of people don't watch this show though, because man, I could see that becoming a problem. (laughs) <laughs> you thought pizzas on roofs were bad? Oh yeah! Wait till you get gum in your in your ticketing fence automated fence gate things. Uh, but yeah, that was that was all great. And then I mean, I've, the scene. You're right. I'm mean, you already talked about it. But the scene with uh, Werner and uh, and Mike, all that stuff was was really great. Uh, that he eventually. Well, Mike and the the travel. The money order guy. That was all good stuff, yeah. And he's all
1: being sad and, like, you know, happy Mike. Light heart. But every once in a while, he would break his voice, like, whatever he was really wanting to question. It was really funny.
0: Mm-hmm. i just
1: be like, oh, yeah. When Lalo tries to... Oh, what direction did you say he
0: went? I, I mean, we should have realized it right away that Lalo was outmatched here, because he tries to go and do the same thing that Mike did, and he didn't do it nearly as well, so he has to, nah. like, essentially break in and then shoot the poor kid in order to get the same information yeah. that Mike got. Uh, so we should have known from the get-go that Mike was going to completely outwit this guy at every turn. But, uh, yeah, the the I guess the saddest thing about Werner is that he eventually just becomes, uh, res- like, I guess just resolved to the fact that he's going to die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he wanted to at least... The I think the the saddest part is that he essentially aids, um, Mike, in it sort of, where he's just like, oh, you can see this the stars so good here. I think I'm just gonna walk out that way a little bit to get a better look at them. Um, you know, because they have to get off of the road. He can't just you know shoot them right by the road there, or whatever, and. Yeah, they just spend some time walking. And then, like, the tension, too, because you know he's going to die, and you see Werner, and then you just see, like, the shadow of Mike behind him. Yeah. The silhouette of Mike behind him, and you're just waiting for him to raise the arm. And it's all super tense, but then eventually they stop and they do this very wide shot. And, uh, it's really awesome. But, yeah, that was, that felt very, I mean, that was all very breaking bad. Uh, that was all that was all good stuff uh any other thoughts on the episode i mean uh I mean, more of the stuff with mike i mean
1: I, re- I mean that whole sequence of lalo was just great because it is like you're kind of like oh lalo he's a pretty clever guy he's figuring this out and then it's just he came across the one guy he shouldn't have come across which yeah he was you know, know
0: lalo was playing very good triple a baseball and <laughs> yeah, they came across an ace pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he came up against Randy Johnson in his prime. And, uh, <laughs> and there's no bird that flew in the way. I guess Werner would be the bird that flew in the way. Werner may have been the bird. <laughs> it's a reference I hope some people will get, but I imagine very <laughs> few will. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, I mean, I really could talk about
1: this show for a long time. Just There's just so many good things in it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you can back to the word exchange. I mean, him, you know, when Mike just tells him, like, hey, look, you know, you're going to die. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's up to you if your wife does. So, yep. You better call your wife back because she's she gets to that hotel, she's dead.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, Werner's even like, look, they're, you know, she's going to have questions. They're, you know, she's going to contact the police. And Mike already assures him that, um, it will be covered. Which is weird that... Uh, well, I mean, maybe it was him trying to convince Mike that, like, you shouldn't kill me because this is what will happen. And Oh, yeah, I mean, he's desperate. Mike, know, Mike's already like, no, you don't know who I'm working for. This will be taken care of. Uh, <laughs> your wife will be convinced that it, what happened to you was an accident. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, this was a, a great... A great finale episode. I loved yeah. it. Uh, anything else to add, Glenn? If not, what would you give it?
1: Uh, just it makes it more sad the way Mike goes out. You know,
0: really does. Yeah,
1: and you just see how clever it is, and it just took one high-strung jackass to shoot him. You know, <laughs> it was it was unnecessary. Mm. It's just like damn, you know. But uh, this episode, oh, man, I gotta, you know. We did this a lot in the last half of the season, but I got to give it a five. And there was nothing wrong with this episode. Nope. I mean, it was, it It just, if you had never seen anything of Better Call Saul, now nah, you'd lose a lot of context and stuff. But if you started this just to learn about characters, I mean, you've got a little bit of everything. In the way Howard is just trying to sell this library you know, because it makes H H M look good. You yeah. know, and like all this kind of stuff. Like it's just everybody's flaw, or and everybody's greatest strengths are just shown in this episode. And you know, sometimes their flaws are their strengths at the same time. Mm. But it was just,
0: it was just damn good television. Chuck acting you know? like he doesn't want to be there, but then he ends up stealing the spotlight from Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, like a lot. You know, a lot of that. There's a lot of those character traits that uh, that come out. Yeah, I gave it a 5 as well. It was awesome. Uh, and thus ends another great season of this show that's never had, I don't think, a bad episode. So uh, they are, you know, what, 40 episodes in or whatever it is? Or maybe a little under. I think one of the seasons didn't quite have 10 episodes or whatever. But you know, around 40 episodes of great TV One season... We're going to get a lot of nacho in the first
1: episode, I bet.
0: Yeah, there was not a lot of nacho. That guy is... He is in a very compromised position. Yeah, I don't see it ending well for him. Especially since I think he doesn't appear in Breaking Bad.
1: I mean, in in the show, who do you think has had the... You know, we're four seasons through. Who do you think has had the best
0: arc? Ooh, boy. That's tough. Um... I mean, like, a real arc. I don't know. I, I mean, you'd want to say Jimmy, but I don't really feel like he has... I mean, I'm trying to determine whether or not he really... It's so difficult because I, I, guess don't... I, I, guess, yeah, I don't... I guess, yeah, I don't really mean arc, but,
1: like, mm. things we've even learned about. Because it's like the whole... I don't think Nacho's really had much of an arc. But it's, like, who I thought he was. I mean, just when we talk about with the big house that he had. Like, mm-hmm. who I thought he was and going into, like, where he is in 4. Like, he's almost a completely different guy than what I thought he was. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, like I... Whereas
1: I, Gus has always been the same. But it's just, like, you find more and more out about Gus. And you're just like, geez, man. Like, this guy is
0: ruthless. Yeah. I mean, I you think you know who Saul is or Jimmy is when the show begins. Because you know him from Breaking Bad but he's not quite like that at all. And the show is kind of like a slow burn to him eventually getting there. So it's kind of like a reverse arc, I guess, in that regard. Uh, To me, I think, uh, I mean, you know, I'm on the Jimmy and Kim bandwagon. It's her ride has been really interesting to me too. Yeah. I think hers has been the most fascinating. Uh, Kind of seeing like where she started and kind of where she is now. Uh, and the fact that she's not in Breaking Bad, like she, no. some of that is you know capped with that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I part part of yeah, I think that's part of why I think stuff with her or stuff with Nacho are very captivating because they're not in the show that this was spun from. So what happens to them? And I'm part of me. They gave us that little hint that Nacho's got passports, like Canadian passports or whatever for him and his father. Yeah. There's part of me that hoping, uh, that's hoping that he just escapes it. Like not everybody has to die. I feel yeah, like he's like, gonna die. Somebody can walk away from this. Yeah. I'm feeling... And he seems like a smart enough guy to do it too. Agreed. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, by the way, I, we forgot to n- note, I, I really like how Gail is so eager to cook meth. Yeah. <laughs> That he was like, "Oh, I can work with it." Like it was unfinished. Yeah, just a hole in the ground. And he's like, "Yeah, there's a there's a couple of workarounds I need to do, but you know, I can probably have a really good yeah, I can get a for you. yeah." And he's like, good "We're good." And Gus is like, "No, we're gonna wait till we're done." <laughs> but he seems very eager to just start making this illegal narcotic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, like you know, he says, you know, it's just
1: to him, it's just chemistry. He doesn't care about. Yeah! 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 Being drugged, is being able to work in a lab is what he wants.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, another great year. One, At least one more year. I presume they're only going to do one more. I don't know if they've said that it's going to be the final season, but I think that's a presumption we're making. I and mean, we're in 2004 years. now, so, I mean, we're... I mean, there's not much more you can do without going into actual Breaking Bad, so I would imagine that season And they may do a year year year. jump, you know, who knows? They've done it once. They could. So when does Breaking Bad start? I think it's 05. Yeah, and I mean if we're in 04 now, there's no way. They're gonna, this show is gonna, maybe they'll do some time jumps during the course of season 5, but it's not gonna, I, I can't imagine it going past a fifth season without it running directly into the, I mean, the show okay. started in 2008, but
1: I, I want to say it's supposed to start in in 2005. I thought mm-hmm. I may I may just be saying that in my head because I got it somewhere, but um,
0: yeah. I mean, if we're in 04, there's like I don't know. I I guess we'll wait and see. Which think... is a nice chunk of time if it does start. No
1: wait, that's a good chunk of time to really you know um, bridge that gap as far as where
0: these people became, you know, how these people became to be. Yeah. Uh, so. I, uh, yeah, there's no, obviously there's no word about season five. So, or like when it'll be happening. We know it will be happening, but we don't know when it will be uh, released. The, this season ran from August through October. So I'm going to hope that we'll be doing it again the same time next year, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> it doesn't start until November. They certainly take their time if they feel like... Hey, they and need. it works, man. Like I can't, I can't complain about it. They've, they've oh, no, given no, us no. good results. Yeah, it's it's definitely got the the results. The results are there, and if that's a result of, uh, if those results are a result of them taking their time on what they need to do uh then then go right ahead uh what's blowing my mind here glenn is that i noticed that on metacritic it has an 87 out of 100 which i feel like should be higher but i mean it's really high on metacritic is is that high for metacritic is an 87 yeah i mean like
1: there's i mean if you're in the 70s you're in good company
0: i see uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's at 99% with an average score of 8.86 out of 10. That's good. Maybe yeah. that feels low. Yeah, I mean, I I maintain that there's never been a bad episode of this show. I've never seen one where I'm just like, that just, that didn't work. Uh, So, I, I don't know. I mean, we know that there's been episodes that have been, you know, less good than others, but I've never seen one that was... That I would say bad or even average, really. There's always something really great to pull out of these episodes, even if the story isn't uh, moving ahead at a rapid pace. Um, Sometimes they'll take their time a little bit. But even then, in those episodes, there's something, uh, you know, genius or whatever to pull from it, so... Uh, all right. Well, uh, before we get going, uh, thank the good folks over at Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. Head on over to cinemaweekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, and you can also, while you're hanging out at the website, check out the archives of the show and find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Better Talk Saul. It's subscribe and... Uh, then, I guess, Glenn, we would recommend that you go and watch this show. Go to, like, Netflix or wh- wherever it is available streaming-wise. Uh, and then kind of use this as your companion piece. <laughs> you can go back and listen to us talk about the show from the beginning. I would totally recommend it. If this show really is moving into its final season, people really should go watch this. It's worth your time if you liked Breaking Bad. Uh, even if you don't end up thinking it's a genius show, like I do, uh, I think at worst, Glenn, uh, would you agree that it would be worth the time of people if they liked Breaking Bad? To yeah, I mean, at,
1: at at worst, it's Craig Biggio,
0: you know? Like, I mean, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you're still a Hall of Famer, 3,000 plus hits. I mean, you're yeah. still a solid, solid, solid player. Sure, you're not the greatest of all time. No. But you're really but really man, good yeah, yeah, yeah but man at its best
0: I mean I mean it's I, like Pedro's 98 season like, <laughs> like I said like I said I gotta give I have to give it to the end of the, the fifth season to decide but as of right now in an uncompleted race uh, this feels like I like it better than breaking bad yeah uh, but it's a really close race. So we'll see, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, well, that's it for now. Uh, it'll be a while until we're back, obviously. Uh, but Glenn and I will return sometime, hopefully in the year 2019, talking Better Call Saul Season 5. Who are you going to die when they lock you down Oh, Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. He'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. stick to the man, justice for all. You heard me, you better call Saul.